What's up, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Fancast Live podcast. I'm yours, Julie Giancarlo, your host. In this episode, I sit with my boy, Jamie Hollywood Barrett, as we preview the Rangers' 2023-2024 season. We discuss the disappointing end to last season, the hiring of a new head coach in Peter Laviolette, and what he brings to the table, expectations for the coming season, key players that we feel need to step up this season, and of course, we do some predictions. So stick around. Enjoy the show. But before we get to that, I want to remind our listeners that you can listen to this episode of the FanCast Live podcast and many more like it at Spotify, Apple Podcast, or any podcast platform you desire. Make sure you smash that like button, follow, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check me out on social media. You can find me at FanCast Live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Snapchat. And of course, if you want to reach out to me personally or if you want to be a special guest on the show, please email me at fancastlive at gmail.com. All right, without any further ado, let's get right to the segment I recorded earlier where Jamie and I preview the Rangers 2023-2024 season. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the FanCast Live podcast. With me today is Jamie Hollywood Barrett. We're going to be talking some New York Rangers hockey. We didn't get a chance to preview the season prior to Thursday night's game, Jamie, but uh, I finally got you on, and we're going to do that today, even though the Rangers are already won, uh, won in the win column. Uh, it was a great game the other night, a 5-1 win. But before we get into the game, we're going to start uh, w- by previewing the 2023-2024 season, Jamie. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. How are you feeling you about the New York Rangers here in uh, in 2023? Listen, it's great to be back and to have some Rangers hockey. Um, it's been a tough season with the Yanks and for your Mets and the Giants. We can't even we can't even go there anymore. So uh, the Rangers coming in uh, with a very competitive team. We're always very competitive, regardless. But we have uh, some realistic expectations to go far. Um, yeah, we'll definitely touch into the last couple of seasons. Last year was a bit of a disappointment, and uh, we have a new coach and new outlook. And um, but it's exciting because we know that this Ranger team is going to win. They're going to be a winning team, and they got all the pieces to make a run. So it's exciting. Looking yeah, no to doubt it. about it. So I mean, you just pointed out the fact that the Giant, the, the Giants, Jesus, I still got the Giants on my mind. The New York Rangers had a disappointing end to their last season. In, in in the playoffs against the Devils, uh, a series that the Rangers led two nothing, uh, and, and early on in that series, and then they allowed the Devils to come back on home ice to tie the series, and then you know things just went apeshit for the New York Rangers for some for some odd reason. The Rangers couldn't contain the New Jersey Devils' speed and uh, offensive skill set, uh, even with the acquisitions they made at the deadline. Uh, it was quite disappointing, especially when you take a two nothing lead in the series. You you thought a lot of Ranger fans thought that series was over uh, after two games, and quite honestly, the Devils came on strong and ended up taking the series and advancing, uh, and and leaving the Rangers behind and in uh, in a, in a, in a uh, you know first uh, round exit. Um, Gerard Gallant obviously 
a lot of mixed emotions on whether he should have been fired or you know let go, whatever the case. And then here comes Peter Laviolette. Um, I had my frustrations with you know with Gallant last year with the fact that you know he constantly kept changing the lines. Um, to, to me, it was frustrating because I. There was no consistency whatsoever as far as the lineup, the everyday lineup was concerned for the New York Rangers. And the fact that you, you go into the playoffs against a speedy New Jersey Devils team, yeah, you take a 2 nothing lead, and then they come back and tie the series, and you don't have an answer for the Devils at that point. I mean, they, 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 what would you think about Gerard Gallant's coaching last year i know you were uh, you had mixed emotions as well you you liked him you didn't think he was he should have been fired what did you think about gerard gallant and uh his system last year well i mean it's new york it's a tough market and you know we have an owner that's you know very petulant he owns the knicks as well and he, he's gonna make decisions and he's going to butt in his opinions on things. I think we can get to this a little bit too. I think he had a lot to do with getting Patrick Kane and I'm not sure if Drury was uh, as on board to get him because we got Tarasenko first that was indicating, okay, we got a skill guy. Then we're going to get a gritty guy. When we got Kane after Tarasenko, that seemed a little odd to me. Although you can't turn down Patrick Kane. So we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I think Gerard Gallant, um, you know, I think they started out really slow, 11 and 10. If we remember that game, you yep. know, Jacob Truba, yep. you know, the, the famous game throws the helmet on the boards, the rallies the team. So, you know, all everybody in New York was on Gallant and on the Rangers and saying that, you know, the, the Rangers are collapsing and Gallant is not doing a good job. But after that moment, you know, the Rangers had one of the best records in the league. So the 11 and 10 and one start, you know, you know, that that's a lot of hockey. It's almost a quarter of the season playing 500. You could say that's mediocre. Uh, but after that start, the Rangers, you know, had a big finish and they finished, you know, just a couple of points shy of second place. So I think Gerard Gallant did right the ship and you have to give, you know, him credit for getting us to where we were in the playoffs. Um, and honestly, we were we were okay with where we were getting in the playoffs because because the Devils were inexperienced, and you know being at home, we you know we predicted that they'd be a little tight, and the Rangers took advantage and hopped to a 2-0 series lead. But I want to go back to earlier in the season and, and what you touched on too. You know, Gallant, you know he plays a, a structured game. You know, a lot of coaches do where he wants to find these gritty guys, and the Rangers just. When they lost Ryan Reeves, that was a guy Gallant really liked to have in the lineup. Um, they moved on from some grittier players over the last couple of years that I think he liked. And I think the team was very skillful and very, you know, east-west. And I think Gallant, you know, he didn't rein in and didn't have the personality to really hold them accountable for some of these bad habits. And I think the Rangers got by. They won a lot of regular season games. Shesterkin played great. They pull games out of the fire, you know, and they had a very successful season. But I think come the playoff time uh, against the Devils, there was an issue because the Devils were clogging up everything in the new middle of the ice, and, and we weren't getting the the puck pressure and the forecheck that we needed. And I think we could also say to a couple of acquisitions, Tarasenko I think was pretty solid for us, but I thought that once we got Tarasenko, we would have gotten someone more grittier 
uh, that hit plays the body on the forecheck a little bit more. When you get Patrick Kane in, it changes the dynamic of your lineup. The power play is going to be different. And you're going to have to count for another guy who likes to control the puck. So I think the power play and special teams uh, suffered a little bit, a little off schedule with him. Um, but when we got to the playoffs, there was just a glaring, you know, there was a glaring weakness uh, at some of the wing spots. And I think you could go to Patrick Kane in terms of not being able to battle for loose pucks, probably much too hurt uh, to be on a playoff roster. But I think, again, Dolan forced his hand there and forced jury to, to, to make sure we get him. So I think from a lineup standpoint, that might have hurt us, even though he is a Hall of Famer. And I think the lines never recovered uh, when he got in because you have Lafreniere and Kako. These are two of your top two picks, right? I mean, the organization has been expecting these guys the last couple of seasons to play top six minutes and to contribute and score a lot of points. And, you know, two years ago, they bring in Cop, they bring in Vetrano. The kids, you know, it's the third line. They're getting playing time. They're, you know, it's 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 fun. It's, you know, they're they're getting into their own. Well, now we're two seasons from that. And last year was supposed to be another step. And I think that might have messed up with the psyche of Lafreniere and Kako and Hedl because they were just not getting the minutes maybe that they thought that they were getting. So I think now with Gallant out, and I think I, I don't feel he deserved to be fired. Um I think he did a really good job. It's possible that the Rangers uh, leadership group like Zibanejad, Panarin and Kreider, you know, they want a head coach that's more stern, that's a little bit more aggressive and holding them accountable and, you know, not much of a player's coach. And it's a, I think the Rangers did some self-reflection after last year and said they needed a, you know, a kick in the ass. And LaViolette is a guy that, you know, has the pedigree and has that respect that he commands. So I do miss Gallant. Uh, I think he did a good job, but I think LaViolette's going to have a new perspective uh, to bring to the Rangers. Well, there's no doubt the Rangers had a really strong roster last year. Uh, expectations going into the last season was that the Rangers were going to go deep into the playoffs and even possibly get to the Stanley Cup. That isn't quite the case this year because of the fact that, you know, the Rangers finished third in the division last year. They didn't get through the first round against the Devils even with the you know potent lineup that they had. And this year, it's not quite the same talk. A lot, a lot of people are, like, so iffy about the Rangers. Quite honestly, a lot of people are predicting the Rangers to finish third in this division again. And, and that's fine by me. I, to me, where they finish in the division, whether it's first, second, or third, doesn't really matter. It's going to be the first-round matchup that they get in the postseason if they get there, obviously. And... You know, with this lineup, I, I think the Rangers should be a playoff team, and, and I think they will be a, a playoff team. Guys like uh, Adam Fox, you know, he's he's been a solid defenseman for the Rangers. He was uh, a Norris Trophy candidate again last year. You got Igor Shosturkin, who's in net. He's been a potent uh, goaltender for the New York Rangers. He's elite. I mean, he is up there. He is one of the best in the league. Last year, after uh, winning the Vizina, the, 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 the prior season, Maybe he didn't have that, that solid of a season. I think the defense got off to a really bad start last year, and I think uh, Igor Shosturkin suffered from that. And But as the season progressed, Igor, the defense got a little bit better. Igor got even more better, and, you know, it continued from there. The Rangers, the Rangers offense, you know, 3.33 goals, four per game, 
that was uh, 12th in, in the league last year. Their power play was 24.1%. That was seventh best in the season. Top seven, top ten, that, that's pretty good to me. Kreider, yep. Zabenejad, Panarin, you know, they were very solid. Adam Fox was very solid on the power play last year. We looked for them to continue that going into this season. And after seeing, you know, game one against uh, Buffalo the other night, Kreider getting a goal on the power play again. He's just going to continue doing that. If he continues to do that, the Rangers are going to be successful on the power play again this year. Their defense, 2.63 goals against per game. That was third in the league, uh, according to the numbers I'm looking at. That penalty kill was 81.2, 13th best in the league. I mean, that's the middle of the pack. I like to see that be, you know, get better because, uh, quite honestly, the Rangers need to, you know, get a lot better on the penalty kill. They 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 allowed a lot of bad goals on the power play last year and I don't want to see that continue this year, but with a solid defense with the addition of Gustafsson, I think the Rangers defense is a little bit better. Um Mikola is gone, so he replaces him. So I think that was a good acquisition by the Rangers. Uh he's a good offense. He he can shoot, he can score, he can play defense. You know, I, I like the addition. Um you mentioned Kako and and um, Lafreniere and Hedl. There's no doubt in my mind that this is going to be the season that these three players uh, come to fruition. They need to step up. Hedl stepped up pretty big last year. I think he had a, a, a great season. What did he have? His numbers were 22, 22 goals, goals, 23 yeah. assists, 45 points. That's really, really good. Those are all career uh, numbers for him. Kako, 18-22, 40 points. Not bad, but i like to see more. They're expecting a lot more out of um, Capo Kako this year. And I can see that. I think he's, what, 23 years old now? Yep. I think he's finally starting to come into his own. And if he continues to mature as a player, I, I think Kako, Capo Kako is going to do some big things for the New York Rangers a lot later than than we expected, being a number two overall pick. Um, but you know what? Better late than never. Lafreniere, number one overall pick, bro. And we talk about this all the fucking time. And I've been frustrated with Alexis for a, quite a, at least two seasons now because you you give him a pass season one because he's a rookie, blah 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 blah. But he was this high highly touted. High skilled player, in you know, in in junior and and all that, and he's coming in as a young player, and you think he's going to come onto the scene and explode, and he didn't do that. Sort of like you know, Crosby did when he came into the league. That's 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 what I was expecting out of a number one overall pick. Maybe my expectations were too high. I don't know about yours, but he needs to step up in a big way this year. They just gave him a two year contract. This is do or die for him. If he doesn't step up, he's going to be gone in two years, maybe even sooner than that. Kako uh, uh, Hero, I think, is just going to continue to grow. He's been phenomenal. I think he's he's got a, a lot of skill for what a twenty twenty third overall pick. I think he was a twenty first overall yep. pick. Uh, he's really starting to come into his own, and I like the direction he's going in. Those are the three players that the Rangers are going to have to expect more from this year if they expect to go to the playoffs and, you know, get to the Stanley Cup. What Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, and what they do is it, it lengthens their lineup. Uh, you know, whenever you have younger players that are expected to contribute and, and they start contributing, guys like Trocek and Wheeler, you know, can play on the third line. And when you have, you know, Vinny Trocek is a, you know, he's a top two center on a lot of NHL teams, but on a cup contender, you would, any team would love to have Vincent Trocek on their third line. Uh, a great face-off guy, a guy that can go in the corners, make plays. You have Wheeler on, you know, a cheap one-year deal, a winner, uh, a guy that loves to compete, get good size, and then Will Cooley as well, another young rookie coming into the mix. It lengthens the lineup. You have Barkley Goodrow on the fourth line, you know, uh, with Pitlick and Benino, who's solid. So, I think when you have these younger players, Heedle, Lafreniere, Kako, playing in the top six, getting those minutes, playing with better players and contributing. It lengthens the lineup. It makes your lineup have more depth. It gives you more of a checking presence all the way throughout. Um, I love what you said about Kako. What I love about him the most is the way he protects the puck. Um, I'd like for him to shoot more. I think he's going to more this year. But he's a guy that has elite skill. And again, um, stealing pucks in the corners, retrieval, getting it to the playmakers. Doesn't always get credit on the score sheet, but an invaluable piece if we're going to be successful. Philip Heedle's a center. He signed a four-year deal. He's a sure thing. I mean, he is going to always contribute. My The challenge with Philip Heedle always has been he's injury prone. It just seems like he always gets dinged up and nicked up every year, lower body, upper body, concussion, leg, whatever it is. So if he can stay healthy, Heedle's probably one of our best skaters You know, on both ends of the ice. He's got a really uh, you know, underrated shot. He's going to be contributing. And now he's going to be playing with Panarin starting the season. I think last year that, you know, you had, you had uh, Trotrek and before that you had Strom, more of a veteran guy with him. Now Philip Heedle gets his opportunity with a new coach, um, you know, to really take the reins as the number two center. And so far, you know, even after one game here, he's done really well. And, and Lafreniere, you know, we've talked about him. He has had some disappointing trends. Uh, there has been lack of effort in preseason games that we've seen. There has been, much to be desired in terms of his puck control. He's dazzled and made some brilliant plays. He's kind his of wow. work ethic has been questioned. It has many and a times. You, you know, he's not a rink rat, but you know, Peter Laviolette likes him a lot. And it's when the head coach likes you, he's going to put you in the lineup. And you know, it's a good first start for him. He's got a couple points, but Lafreniere is going to have to get into game shape and really, you know, earn his time because there's going to be other wingers, you know, waiting in the wings. Brennan Othman. Cooley, some of these other players that want to get that ice time. So you know, Lafreniere has a lot to play for. He's got a two-year deal. It's a bridge deal. It's certainly not a guarantee that he's going to be here. But the team, the New York Rangers locker room loves his personality. So it's not a personality thing in the locker room they don't like. I think it really comes down to him playing with structure, playing with discipline, taking the body when necessary, and you know, not trying to force things and do too much. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a burner that's going to blow by people. And he's not a Jack Hughes type, but he does have good vision. He does have a good shot. And he's got to put himself in really good positions. And he's going to be playing with Panarin for the foreseeable future. So I think we should still, we should see a lot from Lafreniere. He's going to have to play well. There is a lot of pressure on him. But I think, you know, we'll, we'll you know, this is a preview we're doing here, but the first game, it did look like he seemed a lot more comfortable. So maybe Gallant, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on a point that I, I think that's happening here. I think the last couple of years, the kids, you know, they really wanted to take that next step with the team. But 
the kid line thing and the playoffs, they were the they had the most juice and they had the most energy for that playoff run. Um, what I what I think that those kids were hoping for was more power play time and more playing time the following season. I don't think Gallant did that. I think he kind of reverted back to the veterans kind of getting more of the time. And then when we picked up Tarasenko and Kane, I just don't think the kid line had the same juice. I think they were probably a little disappointed. You know, if you're a hockey player and you're a first overall pick, second overall pick, and every season they keep replacing top six minutes from you, it's going to wear on your psyche. So I think a lot of these, like Kako, Lafreniere, especially as wingers, you know, I think they really had to dig deep and, you know, really try to figure out, hey, like, you know, uh, I may need a new voice here uh, to, to get us going. So I think LaViolette, with a new perspective, he's asking them to do different things in the defensive zone. He's asking defensemen to join the play. So I think they may thrive under this system. We'll, we'll certainly see. But those three players are huge for us. I mean, and that's really the unknown of the Rangers. I mean, we have high-end skill. We have excellent defense. And we have one of the best goalies in hockey. It's, it's these young kids that we've relied on now for the past few years. Now they really have to be one of the focuses of our team because if they can't do that, then we're only going to be a first-round team. But if they can play at an elite level and raise their level of play, then it's a different story. Then you have to outlook of the Rangers has to be different. Yeah, I think Alon heavily relied on veteran players, and that's that's the re- I think that's one of the reasons why guys like Kako, uh, Capocaco – Philip Hedel and Alexei Lafreniere, um, you know, were kind of uh, kicked to the curb for a bit, especially after they got Tarasenko and Kane at the trade deadline. But, um, you know, we, we hope that things will be different with LaViolette. La now, Gerard Gallant last year uh, saw a lot of the Ranger players doing a lot of passing and didn't shoot as much. They did a lot of east-west and they played a lot of east-west instead of north and south. And Peter Laviolette is going to be that type of coach who's going to demand some more north-south uh, play and more shooting. And that's what he's demanding out of his players this year. Now, we saw game one. Rangers won 5-1. to one. Peter Laviolette's system seemed to be, you know work very well in game one. I mean, there's still a long season to go. We'll see what happens going forward. But... I like what I saw in game one of the season. I like the system because the Rangers were very into it. I'm, I think they're buying into the system, uh, even though we didn't see you know, a lot of uh, execution on that system during the, during the um, preseason. But then again, that's also because you know you got a lot of players trying out for the team, trying to make the team. And you're not getting the uh, you know the, your four lines on the ice to see what you've got. And now I think that's all coming to fruition now with you know the four lines all set, and you know Peter Laviolette system working. Um, we talked about Igor, um, elite goaltender. Um, last year we had Halak in as a backup. This year, we're not going to have that. We have Jonathan Quick, a 38, 39-year-old goaltender who's you know on the, on the downside of his career. If Igor is to get hurt at any time during the course of the season, I think the Rangers might be in trouble unless they go and make another acquisition because, quite honestly, I don't trust Jonathan Quick. 
he had a very bad preseason, but again, what do you make out of preseason numbers? You don't make much out of them. We hope that he's a lot better than what he showed in the preseason. So the defense in front of Igor obviously is key. Uh, if they do their part, Igor is going to look even better than the goaltender that he is, and that's what we expect out of this defense. Um, the forwards, we've talked about it in length already. These guys are tremendously talented. They should score a lot of goals. They should be at the top of the league in, in goal scoring, power play. Like I said, I like to see the penalty kill get a little bit better. But um, where do you think the Rangers are going to be with the you know top tier of the league this year? Your Torontos, your Bostons, your um, uh, Devils, your Carolinas. How do, how do you rank the Rangers against these particular teams, especially in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you have to you have to have a good coach. I think Laviolette's coaching pedigree uh, certainly speaks for itself. He's taken three teams to the Cup final. And he's won a Stanley Cup. Um, the Rangers have a lot of great ingredients. They have Igor Shosturkin, who is uh, probably a top one, two, or three goalie in the league. Adam Fox is a top four defenseman in the league. And then you have Mika, who is a top maybe 11, 12 center in the game. Panarin's a top 10 player in the game, you could argue. The Rangers have a lot of talent. They have a lot of skill. Um, the Rangers are going to cash in on the power play. I think the Rangers, you know, regardless of what the numbers say uh, league-wide, the Rangers always get big power play goals and big moments. Um, and I think the Rangers use that to their advantage uh, with having Kreider in front. I guess what, what, what I think the Rangers are going to have a little bit of a struggle with is probably team speed. Um, you know, Kreider is obviously very fast north-south. Not a twitchy defender, but, you know, very great north-south. Mika Zibanejad's a great skater. And then Heedle. And then you have Miller on the back end, and Schneider's a good skater. Um, but, you know, Wheeler was a pickup for size and, and some grit and, and, you know, scoring touch on the third line. We still need a little bit more speed. I mean, I think when you look at a team like the Devils, they have, you know, rockets all over the field, all over the, you know, the, uh, the ice that can separate and make plays. And they really did a number on our defense last year. Um, so I think, you know, and, they, we and they only added and they only added more scoring and more speed in the offseason. Right. So they got, you know, they also got some grit. The Devils, you know, with their cap space, they bring in Luke Hughes, who is going to be their number one defenseman eventually and take that spot from Hamilton. Tyler Toffoli, who is a Stanley Cup champion clutch player, is going to be in their top nine, top six. Palat. So they have a, a great mix. Uh, but they showed their youth and experience last year against the Hurricanes. And the Rangers seem to do better against the Hurricanes than some of these other teams do. So what else? I'll say this. The Rangers, they have a good team structure. They have had success against all of the teams in question. The regular season is going to be important. You know, obviously you want to get into the playoffs. You want to stay healthy. The Rangers don't have an old team. Like Pittsburgh is older. They're going to have injuries and problems. The Capitals are going to have injuries and problems. They're going to have, a, like, the, the Islanders. You know, so it's really going to come down to, in this division, it's going to come down to the Hurricanes uh, and the Devils. And the Hurricanes, they have a tremendous team structure, a relentless forecheck, and they might have one of the best coaches in the NHL, but they're going to struggle sometimes because they do not have a superstar game-breaker that can just take a game over. 
They win games close. They win games gritty and tight. And if they catch a team napping, they'll blow you out. But, you know, the Rangers have had success against Carolina. You know, last year, Panarin had four goals in that game. So the Rangers have had success against Carolina. And the Devils have been the team that everyone's going to talk about. But now they have expectations. You know, the Devils now, you know, they're expected to come in first or second place. And they're going to have Stanley Cup aspirations. Their goaltender stopped us cold in the playoffs. But by no means do they have that position secured. You know, and defensively, you know, the Devils sometimes leave a lot to be desired in the zone. Last year, they just clogged up our neutral zone. We just did not have the speed to catch up for them on the counterattack. So I think with a new system in place, it's going to be interesting to see how we do against the Devils. That's going to be our number one nemesis, I believe, moving forward. Um, and then to the other division, I mean, to, Boston's going to take a step back. They lost a lot of guys. They lost Krejci and Bergeron. So their center position is lacking. Uh, I don't think Boston's going to have the same juice. That window last year may have closed. Tampa's still around, but their core is getting older. I, and Toronto, they're have the, Toronto just beats themselves. They, 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 it's hard to play in Toronto. You, you, you think Yankees, the Yankees have pressure here in New York. I mean, it's multiply that twofold to Toronto. I mean, they, they get on these guys quickly, and some of these guys are rumbling. They may want to leave, so... You know, our division's probably the most competitive. It's going to be down to the Devils. But the Rangers, historically, the past few years, have done okay against these teams. And I think what we really need to do is find a way to manage our approach against how we handle their team speed. And I think what Laviolette likes to do is clogging up the neutral zone, relentless forecheck in the zone, but when the team comes out, we're not chasing guys around, letting them get a full head of steam. So I think... That's going to be the key. I think it's it's basically going to come down to film study, effort, and execution. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be faster than the Devils. I don't think that's like a possibility. But I do think that we can draw penalties. I do I do like how we can take advantages of matchups. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But you know we do have success to fall back on, and we have a lot of veteran experience now. And we're not even too old of a team at this point. We're still our core is still relatively young. Um, so I'm optimistic now, what's really going to matter at the end of the day is in a tight series, when the refs throw away the whistles, you know, how are we going to, you know, get calls our way? How are we going to manage the series? Um, but I, but I, we have a puncher's chance to, to beat the devils and beat the canes and do very well. We just have to get there and, and not, and like you said earlier, you know, Shesterkin and, and a lot, especially we have to stay healthy. We don't have the depth with our salary cap issues for guys to fill in some of these positions. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, some of the weaknesses for the Rangers last year, obviously was the, the overpassing uh, and not shooting. That was one of their weakness. Their other weakness was, uh, you know, uh, playing against speedy teams. That's something that the Rangers really have to uh, do a better job against. Um, like you said, a lot of, uh, Gameplay watching videos, you, you, you got to come up with a system. And I think Lavillette's got the system down. Now it's just a matter of the players perfecting it. And I think the Rangers will do a lot better against, you know, speedy teams like the New Jersey Devils. Um, the I, I think the Rangers, after watching them game one this season in that 5-1 win against Buffalo, they seem a bit more aggressive on, on the forecheck, something the Rangers – lacked last year i just didn't, didn't think they were very aggressive 
their other weakness last year too, and it was very frustrating to watch, was the Rangers coming out of their zone. How many times did we text back and forth and I complained to you, like, what the fuck? The Rangers can't get the puck out of their own zone. And it was so frustrating because they were, again, overpassing. They were just not they, – they were just looking for the pretty pass instead of just getting the puck out of the zone. And if they did get the puck out of the zone, they were just dumping it out. And they they, they just refused to carry it out because of the pressure teams were putting on them. And teams know this. Teams knew this. So they went after the player with the puck, applied the pressure. Most of the time, the Rangers were giving it up. And, you know, quite honestly, on many occasions, the Rangers gave up some bad goals because they couldn't get the puck out of the zone. And I think Laviolette is going to do a better job with that this year with the north-south passing, getting the puck out of the zone, setting up in the offensive zone, getting the shots on net. Um, and and less passing in the offensive zone. I I think that's that's going to be key for the New York Rangers this year. Um, let's get into you know expectations. I we've already said that we expect the Rangers to make the playoffs. Um, last year they finished with what they forty seven twenty two and thirteen record, one hundred seven points. That's that's a pretty good season. Um, they were like what two points behind the Devils? If I know, yeah. I'm sorry, Carolina. Yep. And I remember right we had we had a pod at the end of the last season, or uh, actually we were previewing the uh, the series against the Devils, and and I had said that I was scared shitless about the New Jersey Devils, that I would have preferred that the Rangers would have flip flopped with the um with, with the Devils or something, and and get, end up getting Carolina because we were m- much more familiar with the Carolina Hurricanes, and it didn't quite work out that way, but. My expectations and a lot of people's expectations that the Rangers are going to finish around with the same record, about 47, 48 wins, about 100, 105 to 107, 108 points. Um, you know, I, they're predicting to finish third. I, like I said before, that's fine by me. It, to me, the only thing that really matters is the first first round matchup and getting past the first round, whoever that opponent is going to be, whether it's going to be Carolina or it's going to be New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your expectations out of New York Rangers as far as record is concerned? Yeah, I mean, last year, um, we again, uh, people forget we started out eleven and ten. So if you get a couple more wins on the ledger there, the Rangers are probably in second. So the Rangers, you know, and, and had if a not great if year. not in first, that you know, it's it's a good point, Jamie, because last year, quite honestly, with that with that start, the Rangers. Fell behind the Devils, I, I in Carolina by like, like what eight? Yeah, like it was like ten points. Yeah, and, and, I, too, and, and too before you blinked, yeah. Be, yeah, before you blinked, the you know the team leader, I mean the division leader, already had ten point lead on the on the Rangers early on in the season, and, and that's mm-hmm. a good point by you. I mean, had they not started off slow like that, they could have possibly been challenging for first place at the end of the season instead of and, third. And and that could change the complexion. I mean, we actually yeah. we we knocked off the Devils twice on the road, ironically, but because uh, they were definitely tight and a little bit nervous. So, but but you got to remember these other teams of expectations too. The Carolina Hurricanes, you know, they are they've been uh, the darlings. You know, they 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 always make it to the second round and they can't get over the hump. Um, now, Brendan Moore is a terrific coach, but their structure, their what their their challenge is, they do not have a game breaking superstar. You know, player. They have a lot of very good players. And they like one, I would say one through four, their lines have the most depth and skill. 
but they don't have a Panera. They don't have a Zibanejad type of guy. They have like Aho, Sveshnikov, and the rest of it is, is really just really, really talented role players that fit the system. Uh, you know, the Rangers, they do have the up the, uh, you know, they do have a better goaltender, you know, and he's got to stay healthy, but the Rangers have a goaltending edge. So I see no reason why the Rangers should do exactly the same as they did last year. They could even do better if they start out, you know, a little bit better, maybe five games over 500, maybe they go 15 and eight and as opposed to, you know, 11 and 10. I mean, you, you and if you just keep that pace for a while, you, you know, you, you could be even better. The devils have a lot of expectation. They have a lot of young players, um, and and you know they have to win. You know they have to win these games. You know Lindy Ruff has to. You know he's got pressure, and Carolina. You know they're tired of finishing second place. You know and not losing to Florida, losing to us in back to back years in, in the uh, you know in the in the semifinals. So there's a lot of pressure on them as well to win. Now it's New York. We bring in a new coach. I think the team. You know the leadership group has responded well to LaViolette. I think they're they're going to continue to just follow his lead and and continue to play, you know, free-spirited hockey. I, I think the Rangers again, I mean, it, it's it's I see no reason why they can't finish exactly the same. Uh hockey historically has told us that there's always a team that's near the top that takes a step back. Is Carolina going to take a step back? Some people think they're going to win the cup. Uh, you know, I don't think that they're going to win the cup. I don't think they have the goaltending secure. I don't, I don't think they have a superstar. I they think got better struggle. on defense this year though. They got, They've a got defense. Off. They're, they always, I mean, they're, they are, they are just, they have so many really good players all over the ice. Um, but sometimes you need that superstar player to get you over the hump and they beat the devils last year, you know, and the devils, you know, and they were banged up the, the cane. So it's, it's just interesting. It's where the chips fall. I mean, the Rangers have to cash in on the teams they're supposed to beat, and it's it go. You gotta just you gotta win head to head. So, how they're gonna handle these these in season matchups? Um, you know, it, the first overall seed. I mean, you know, you get that wild card draw. That's usually an easier opponent. The Rangers haven't had that luxury the past few years. So this could be the year where all the teams are really close, and the Rangers could finish first. It's not out of the question the Rangers could finish first. I mean. I think there's not a, a huge dip, in my opinion, between all three teams. I think they're all very close to each other. Um, but it's going to come down to our goaltending staying healthy, and you know, our, and it's going to come down to winning the games you're supposed to win, and then we got to knock off some of these teams head-to-head. Uh, and the Devils, we had under control except for the, the playoff series. I mean, we, we, we beat them in the regular season or, or only once, but the Carolina, we were. So... Um, a lot of variables here, but help, we certainly have to stay healthy. And the young kids have to contribute like the young kids are contributing on the Devils. we got to see that contribution. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about the Rangers' farm system. Um, obviously, the Rangers got uh, Cooley up right now playing wing. He looks pretty good. He's a big-sized guy with, you know, yep. with some, some grit. Uh, he's got some skill. Um, uh, you know, I'm interested to seeing uh, whether or not he's going to stick. Um, hopefully, he does, because quite honestly, he looked pretty good in that five-one win against Buffalo. He 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 was where he was supposed to be. He was doing the things he needed to do. He put some big hits on some players on Buffalo, so it was good to see that. Um, you know, it, it didn't look like he was. Uh, 
you know, any um, any knots in his stomach. I mean, he went out there and he was flying around and he was he, he had a pretty good game. In, during the preseason, obviously, we saw Brennan Othman in in the preseason. Um, I think he performed pretty well. He didn't make the roster, but uh, quite honestly, he's he's an up and coming player. The first sure. person to struggle that goes down, I think he's going to get the call up. Then you got Gabe Perot. Uh, I haven't really heard much about him. Uh, as far as you know, how far he is from making the NHL roster, but he's he's another kid that uh, the Rangers are looking at. I mean, these are all wingers. Uh, obviously, the Rangers have had their 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 issues with uh, you know w- with with the wingers, the shortage of wingers on either side of the ice. But you know, there's some start you know power in in, in the minors right now, and I, I think the the Rangers. Uh, I think they're probably ranked around the middle of the pack as far as prospects are concerned. What do you think about these kids? Yeah, I like them a lot. So Brennan Othman, uh, he had a very good career, played on the Canada World Juniors. He's played with Bedard. He's played with big-time players. Um, he's played in the OHL, and that's a tough junior league. And uh, it's 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 most Now, I think that a lot of these kids, I think Perot, he might be going to college for a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be ready yet. But Othman, to me, is going to be the most game-ready. Uh, you know, I like his size. He's fast. Uh, and he's got really good hands. He's a great passer as well. Um, I think he's probably faster than Lafreniere uh, in terms of skating stride. Um, he's just he's just got to develop and continue his game. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time in the AHL. So I think that's what the Rangers. I think the Rangers do have plans to bring him up. I mean, if that Lafreniere, that's another thing. He he has to earn his ice time. So he needs to continue to play well and earn it. Uh, and keep him in the minors. But I think Othman at some point is going to get a crack. It might be on the fourth line, uh, getting a little bit of playing time, you know, if the Rangers have a guy down. Uh, but he's certainly the most capable and the most ready. And then Perot, I think he's he's got, a, you know, I think he's a little bit of years away. I think he's got some time. Still very, very young. But, you know, Zach Jones, um, you know, he... he yeah, so I mean, I think the organization thinks highly of him. He's, a, you know, he produced minor leagues. He can, you know, he's good on the power play, and uh, he has, he plays with a lot of confidence. Um, and I think if Gustafson falls, and he might, uh, if there was one Ranger I thought was like okay, he maybe I think Gustafson had a little bit of a tougher first game. Uh, Wheeler needs to, you know, probably get in game shape, and he's probably, a, you know, wasn't doing too much, you know, as a veteran in the offseason, so. I think those two guys got to improve. I think, I think, um, you know, Othman, um, he's going to be the first person they call up if they need a little more speed, uh, a little bit more scoring touch, a little bit more uh, creativity offensively uh, up and down the lineup. They may bring him in. And I think Zach Jones, uh, you know, he didn't do well when he first got to New York the last couple of years, but he's still a young player. I think the Rangers think highly of him. So the Rangers do have go-to pieces that can actually play. Uh, which is always a good sign. But the concern, as you alluded to earlier, it's old. Uh, you know, I, you know, John Quick is a, you know, he's probably going to be a Hall of Fame goalie, you know, winning two Stanley Cups and having a great career, one of the best American-born goalies to play. But he is getting up there, you know, being older. And uh, we may need to consider, um, you know, one of these other guys uh, to fill in if the, the worst-case scenario happens. So, can't really complain about the farm system. We haven't given up a lot of prospects in the jury era. He hasn't, you know, Petrano and Cop. We, you know, we it was a first rounder, but we had an extra. And last year we didn't give up that much either, uh, honestly. So it, it 
it seems that Drury cares about his prospects. It seems that they're developing really well. And um, we got two guys that can play, that can come in and, and, and light it up if, if they have to. So um, very happy with that. What was your biggest surprise when the uh, New York Rangers roster was announced? Um, I was surprised. You know, I, hmm, that's an interesting call. I, I want to see if you name the same player as I do. Because um, there's one particular player that, that you know, got shafted, I think. Uh, Goodrow on the fourth line? Would it be? No, I'm, I'm thinking about Jimmy Vesey. That was my yeah. biggest surprise. Yeah, VC. I, I thought that he would be on that fourth line to start. Um, I think they really like Pitlick's size, and they like his his uh his, the fact that he can take and win draws. Um, Goodrow is a is a capable center, but they like him on the wing. I was a little bit surprised um, that Benino. I think VC is going to get his playing time though. Uh, he plays a very well rounded game. He has some skill. I would not be surprised if they work in VC. Um, but it's just possible that Laviolette for the first game, he, he wanted to get, you know, Benino a shot. I think he didn't really get that much opportunities before he may have seen him in the past and like what he's done. So, um, I think VC, he knows his role and, you know, he, he's going to be, he's going to have his moment, uh, to kind of be, to be on the team. So, you know, I was a little surprised by that. I was surprised how quickly Laviolette. Really didn't like, you know, Trocek, he came in with, a you know, his contract is 5.7 mil. He's, he's not a guy that's making like nothing. And he came in right away and says, Heedle's our second line center. And he didn't even hesitate. And, and I think Heedle appreciated that. And I think Lafreniere too. And Kako, like from day one, Laviolette's like, you guys have to play top six. He's showing for, the confidence in these three players that Galan right didn't. Right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, because like, quite Lamp honestly, that like, year, like it was third yeah. line. I mean, yep. Heedle was third line. Yep. Lafreniere was third line. Kako got an opportunity, but then when he faltered, he got. So, I think from jump, Laviolette is like, hey, in order for my system to work with three lines that can execute and forecheck and defense joining the rush and you come back winning draws, These you know, guys have I to think play. you have to play. You got to play, and I think. And it's going to be a tough lesson if one of them has to get, you know, maybe Lafreniere, we kind of suspect, but he had a good first game. So you suspect if there's any struggle, he's going to maybe make a tweak here and there, not going to do wholesale changes. But for the foreseeable future, Hedl and Panarin, that's exciting. I mean, because you have a great skater in Hedl with a, so much upside. And I think Panarin appreciates that, too. I think he misses Strom. I think that was his guy. But I think having a young Hedl, uh, who all he's going to feed Panarin, you know, whenever he needs Lafreniere as well. I think they're going to get the most out of him. Um, the same way that Patrick Kane got a lot out of Panarin when, when he was younger. So I, I appreciate the, the immediate impact of playing these young kids and making them a part of the focal part of the team. I think that's going to do a lot for their confidence, but I do agree with you. I was a little bit surprised at VC and really not surprised at Will Cooley because he's been on our radar for a year and you love his size. And I, I'm looking forward to him to get a couple of shots on that because he could really wire the puck too. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I mean, that, that VC was my biggest surprise. I was kind of uh, a little surprised that, you know, Cooley made the, the, uh, the roster right off the bat. But then again, you know, I think he worked his ass off. He had a pretty good preseason. I think he had, like, what, three goals in the preseason, three, four goals, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, I mean, he had a good camp. 
and Peter Laviolette rewarded him with, you know, a roster spot. And, uh, you know, that's yeah. good to see because, quite honestly, again, going back to Gallant, he didn't show the confidence in these young players like, you right. know, Peter Laviolette is this this year. But, again, we're only one game win, uh, one game in. It, it You know, let's not, you know, get crazy. Let's see what happens in the next, you know, couple of days, you know, a few games, the next couple of weeks, whatever. Well, you know, if they start to, if they begin to struggle, then maybe we might see some changes. We might see VC come back into the lineup a bit more consistently. I mean, we'll see. But uh, again, it's good to see that these young players are playing. I like the system that Peter Laviolette is bringing to the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, a more north-south team instead of an east-west team. He's he's promoting more shooting instead of more passing. And you know he's gonna he's gonna play the forecheck. He's gonna play a solid system. He, this is this is the reason why I think Peter Laviolette was brought in here, because he's the type of guy who brings in a system that's gonna gonna have an aggressive forecheck. Is gonna we saw it in the Buffalo game. They were clogging up the neutral zone. Buffalo didn't have an answer for yeah. the Rangers' defensive system coming through the neutral zone, and it was good to see the Rangers yeah. actually. Put that on a team instead of teams doing it to the New York Rangers for a change. And also, too, I'll add, you know, one quick thing. I mean, the defensemen are adding to the rush. I mean, it, this is going to be great for Miller and Fox and Schneider. Yep. yep no uh, joining the play, not just dumping it in and letting the two on two. If you're making it a three on two, the other forward gets back, take his position, lets the defenseman continue the play, generate offense. And I think this is going to be really big for Miller because we expect a lot out of Keandre Miller too, who's got tremendous upside and he might be our best all around defenseman and Braden Schneider as well. So I think getting the defenseman in on the rush, we're going to see a lot more defensemen get involved other than Fox. And that's going to only, you know, uh, create more offense, more forecheck and uh, more puck possession and keeping it out of the other team's hands. So um, really like to see that as well. No doubt. Let's do some predictions. Woo. What, do you, what do you think the Rangers are going to finish? How many points do you think they're going to finish with, and what what spot in the division they'll they'll finish? Um, let's go. Let's be a contrarian. Let's do the Rangers at 108 points, and they're going to finish in second. I think maybe one of the teams takes a dip. Something happens. Who knows? But these predictions usually, you know, go the other way. So who knows? Maybe it's a tighter division. Other teams get get wins. No one really goes above the pack. So it's like 108 wins and in second, 108 points. And then uh, I like to do some player props. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I think uh, let's do Kreider at 20 power play goals. He had 26 a year ago. And then last year, he only had eight or nine, which is a huge drop off. But I think, again, north, south, shooting the puck as Fox has an option. Uh, you know, more just throwing it to the net with those deflections. Um, let's do 20 power play goals for Kreider. Let's, I mean, Panarin is almost automatic at 90 points. I mean, he he never fails you there. But I want to give you, I want to give the other kid, I want to see, let's see if, who's going to get, who's going to get like 50, 60 points out of it. Maybe Kako, maybe Lafreniere, you know, uh, maybe one of those guys at 60 points. It's hard to say. Um, 
There could be. I, a I think I think Kako's got a good chance of doing that, especially with Panarin on his line, because of the fact that Panarin is a really really good passer. He's playing and with Zibanejad and Prider. It's well, just Kako's, like some, yeah. sometimes I just feel like Panarin has got eyes behind his head because that pass that he had in that uh, game one against Buffalo, where he passed to Lafreniere on that first goal of the game. Yeah. That was an incredible pass. I mean, like, how the fuck did he know that Lafreniere was there? I mean, he put that shit right on the stick, and Lafreniere all, all he had yeah. to do was just tip it in. It was just, it was a gorgeous goal. It was good to yeah. see that. It's, uh, uh, I, I think Kako's got a good chance of doing that. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, because Panarin has the spidey senses. He just can know he knows where people are, and he knows when people come to him, there's someone open. So I think that chemistry will only continue to go with him and Lafreniere, and. Uh, Maybe Heedle can get to 30 goals. Uh, he's got to stay healthy. Um, let's see if he can get to 30. I'd like to see Miller uh, offensively join the rush. Maybe he can put in, you know, uh, some 10 goals maybe. So there's a lot of a lot of predictions. Um, you don't want to get too carried away with predictions because you know that could always bite you in the ass. Like the Giants are going to beat Dallas and then they lose 40 to nothing. So try not to go down that road too much. But how about this one? I think Igor Shesterkin could win the Vezina this year again. Well, yeah, that, that was going to be, be. My prediction was that he was going to be in the conversation. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say he's going to win it, but he's going to definitely be in a conversation for the Vezina. Um, he just has to get a better start. If he has a better start last year, he's right there. Yeah, yeah, no so, doubt about it. I, I Again, the defense failed him in, in, in the first, like, 20 games of the season because right. if the defense played a lot better, his, his goals against average would have been a lot lower than yeah. the, what, what was it, two-point uh, – 2.48 last year and the, the year he won the Vezina I think he was at 2. Point, what 1920 some shit like that yeah so uh, it was a lot a better, better than that if, if the defense played better to start the first 20 games last year I mean, he, he's probably looking at a, a much better goals against average too um, who's going to be your top goal scorer for the Rangers it's going to be Zibanejad in terms of goals uh he had 39 last year I think he should have Probably the same, 38, 39, 40 goals. I think Kreider's going to be closer to him. I think he'll be like at around the same, 35, 36, but I think a lot more on the power play. Uh, but you never know with Kreider. I mean, he could just kind of go off and go nuts. Uh, I think more goals for Panar Panarin's going to have 90 points. He just doesn't – he just is so consistent. He's just so dangerous. Fox is going to have like 80 points. I was very um, disappointed in Panarin in, a, in that uh, series against the Devils. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Like he 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 needs. I think Trocheck was a pe problem. People, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to break you off, but people wanted yeah. Panarin out of here after that series. Uh, that, I mean, I, I mean, like, come on, I don't stop. Like I hate Ranger fans. Are, they they can be the worst. I mean, they wanted Gallant, and everyone traded in the middle of the year last year. It's like they're never happy. Like, just we have a competitive team with a chance in the NHL, with a salary cap, and other teams are very good. It's like when the Rangers lose a game, it's like the sky's falling, and then when they win, it's we got to go to the cup. It's like, let, hold on now. Let's analyze this. Be a little bit objective. You know, Panarin, he, he, didn't, he didn't have a great series, but, like, a lot of guys didn't. And you know what? Trocek got beat so many times up and down the ice by the speed of the Devils. Now he's with Heedle. Now he's at Lafreniere, who is a younger player. So... Maybe that matchup is different. Maybe Trocek against a third-line opponent is better in a series. So there's a lot of factors. And, that, and again, that's with Gallant not making the adjustments that we talked about. You know, uh, changes the lines all year, and then he kind of doesn't make the changes he needs in the playoffs. 
uh, it could be a totally different different scenario here. Um, you know, Schneider is going to be better. Miller is going to be better. Our guys get better too, just like anyone else's. So, uh, you know, I, that, that's 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 tough. But the Ranger fans can be really unbearable sometimes with yeah. with what they expect of the team and, and how they turn on guys. Well, so, it's been 30 years since they won the Stanley Cup. Well, this year is going to be know, 30 but years. Been, but to, in my opinion, that's not a failure. Like, you have Ranger fans that say it's been a failure for 30 years. I, I, we're not the New York Yankees. We don't win the World Series. This is not This is hockey. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of other good teams. We're not the Penguins. We're not that die or the, the Lightning. And, like, you, when the opportunity comes, you got to take advantage. Last year may have been an opportunity to slip away. But you got to move forward. I mean – this, and and to make the playoffs in the NHL is not easy because our division top to bottom is, is very, very difficult. You got Hall of Famers all over the division, not even in the top three. So, again, calm down, Ranger fans. Let's enjoy the win. We got Columbus tonight, one game at a time, and we're not getting rid of Panarin. I mean, we could stop with that, I think. Yeah, I think so. So my predictions are: Zabenejad is going to be the top goal scorer. I think he's going to he's going to he's going to break forty. Okay, I like it. I think Kreider is going to lead in power play goals. Uh, I, I think twenty sounds about right. I think uh, Shostarkin is going to be in a Vezina uh, conversation at the end of the season if the defense stays healthy and you know protects the net. Uh, Fox is going to be in a Norris conversation. As a top defender, um, and I think Panarin is going to break a hundred points. Those Ooh, are my predictions. I love that. As far I as the playoffs that. are concerned, I, I think the Rangers. I agree with you. I think the Rangers could finish second, and barring any injuries, maybe they could finish first. I mean, not out of the question. If, it's no, it's not. If the Rangers play better, and 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 do well against the speedy New Jersey Devils and win the series outright during the, the course of the season, I think there's a good chance the Rangers could finish first. Like I said before, to me, whether they finish first, second, or third, it really doesn't matter. That first-round matchup is going to be key, and whether they're hot going into the playoffs or not is going to be an, another key. I mean, obviously, teams who go into the postseason hot are teams that are going to you know make it deep into the postseason. If the Rangers make you know get hot at the right time, with this talent, with this goaltending, with this defense, I mean, I I can see them going to the Stanley Cup Finals. They have they have they the Rangers have a puncher's chance and a legit chance to go very far again. Um, the predictions are the predictions. You know, I mean, the good thing about this year is that nobody is saying, well, this is the year the Rangers go into the postseason. You know, I mean, to the Stanley Cup Finals, right. that that chatter has pretty much, you know, simmered down, and and I like that because, quite honestly, right. I didn't I didn't want to go into the season with everybody talking about how the Rangers have a chance of you know winning the Stanley Cup because I don't want that kind of pressure on the team. I no. want this team to just go in, do their thing, win games, get to the postseason, and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And then the trade deadline will come. We'll see what we need to fix, um, and we'll go from there. You know, I think for all intents and purposes, with Jury, we've done he's done a solid job. I mean, dude, last year was disappointing, but you know what? On on home ice, uh, I think it was Game Five. Uh, the Rangers, you know, they they won their game. They they you know they, or it was Game Six. They had to no, win. Was, they, yeah, they, Game they, Six. They, they had to win it. 
they won it. And then game seven, you know, they, they just didn't have any gas in the tank. But um, listen, I mean, there, there's those little moments in the series. You could say that the Devils, they, they had a chance in game three. Uh, they had that had some flurries in the second, third period to maybe get a lead and then the Devils come back. So you can always shoulda, woulda, coulda. You could say that about the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins were up three games to one hmm. against Florida. Marshan has a breakaway with one second left. Bobrovsky stops him. Game goes to overtime. Uh, Florida wins it in overtime for Hagee. Then they lose the next two, and Florida goes to the cup final. So that Boston could have won. So that it, it's it's a matter of of seconds yep. that can change. So in these critical moments, you know, that's where coaching comes in. That's where confidence comes in. Rangers have as good a chance as anybody to, to, to go really far. So just got to get there, get be healthy, um, and have your ducks in a row, and you have any any good chances anyone. Awesome job, Jamie, as usual. Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for you talking bet. New York Rangers with me. And uh, we'll do this again very soon. Um, we got to talk some New York Giants because, quite honestly, even though there's not much to talk about, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about as yeah. far as New York Giants are concerned, but we'll do that another time. All right, Jamie, thanks again for coming on, bro. I'll uh, talk to you soon. Peace out. Let's go, Rangers.